We are continuing our sermon series on hospitality, as we just talked about, and um, we're already on week five. Our first week, robust hospitality, is loving, sincerely pursuing, authentic, honest hospitality in undisguised ways. And then week two was when we looked at Zacchaeus, we were valuing the overlooked on the fringe, the person, and Jesus saw Zacchaeus, and he went to Zacchaeus' home. Week three, uh, robust hospitality is making room at the table. And week four, last week, robust hospitality is sharing our resources. That was the story of the multiplication of the, the loaves and the fish they brought their resources to Jesus, and when, we bring, when Jesus shows up, amazing things happen. So it was the miracle of the multiplication. And this week is robust hospitality is being fully present. Unfortunately, I neglected to upload my PowerPoint. So Alex did that beautiful PowerPoint this morning, what you saw so far. Um, that's all we got for today. So for your scripture reading, you look at your own text, or you can just listen, but you don't get all the excerpts from the, the scripture and all that like you normally do. I'm sorry about that. But we are at the home of Martha and Mary from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 10, beginning at verse 38. Hear God's word. Luke 10, beginning at verse 38. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, Jesus came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. Martha came to Jesus and asked him, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered. You are worried and upset about many things. But few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. This is God's word. Thanks be to God. I am a formation group leader at Calvin Seminary, which means I have six seminary students that I meet with every Monday um, 10 to 11, and we do discipleship and, and soul care and character formation. And in a recent conversation with one of my students from Kenya, she came here to study, her family's back at home, she expressed frustration about the Mary and Martha passage in Scripture because of the shade thrown on Martha. People need to eat. She said, and if Martha doesn't prepare the meal, who will? 
My student's not wrong. I um, recently found this book in our church library. It's called Having a Merry Heart in a Martha World. And it's by Joanna Weaver. And I, looking her up, she's like a, a best-selling Bible study author. So this is, and this book is actually a pretty good book. I mean, I, I read several parts of it, and it, it has a lot of good things to say. But the title itself suggests that Martha, Martha's heart is disordered, and which is a common reading of this text. And it reflects how we are quick to read ancient texts through a modern cultural lens. Now, yes, Scripture has a word for us today, 100%. It is a living document, absolutely. But when we take Scripture out of its context, when we're searching for meeting, we do ourselves and the Word of God a disservice because context matters. Context always matters. So let's consider the context of our passage today. The gospel writer Luke, in this case, has located this text, this story, immediately following another text, another story that has become very popular in our culture today, the parable of the Good Samaritan. Jesus has just affirmed the instruction in Luke 10, 27, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. And then one of the experts in the law has asked, who is my neighbor? And then Jesus goes on to tell the story of the good Samaritan. A man from Jerusalem is on his way to Jericho and is attacked by robbers, stripped, beaten, and left for dead. A priest walks by, sees the man, crosses the road, and keeps walking. And then a Levite walks along the same road, sees the guy, crosses the road, and keeps walking. And then this Samaritan person who is from a particular region walks along the same road and sees the guy and bandages his wounds and cares for him and takes him to an inn and, and cares for him. He commits to caring for him for several days. And Jesus asks the expert in the law, which one of these three people is the neighbor? The religious, the priest, the the Levi, you know, these are religious people, or this Samaritan, this kind of this other person from this other region that we don't really associate with. Which one of these is the neighbor? And the expert in the law says, the one who had mercy on him. And then Jesus says, go and do likewise. Go love your neighbor like the Samaritan in this parable loves his neighbor practice robust hospitality in this way. And then comes our passage today. 
As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. So Jesus has just told a story about one marginalized fringe person, this outsider Samaritan, a man. Now he's telling a story about this other marginalized outsider fringe person, a woman. Martha opens her home to Jesus. She shows hospitality to Jesus. Jesus is traveling with 12 disciples, for sure, plus the 72 disciples that were just named earlier. So possibly around 100 people Jesus is traveling with right now. Of course, Martha is doing exactly what Martha ought to be doing. Her assigned role as a woman of the house preparing food for guests. Like, maybe many guests. The text doesn't say, you know, did 100 people come up to the house? It just really talks about Jesus. So we don't really know exactly what the dynamic is. But it could be like 100 people are out, around, around, out and around about there. But Sister Mary is not with Martha in the women's quarters as expected, preparing the food. Mary is with Jesus, where the men would be. Verse 39, Mary sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what Jesus said. Sitting at the Lord's feet is a typical phrase used for disciples who are listening to teachers. Rabbis, women are forbidden in this cultural context that the story takes place. Women are forbidden to study Torah. Women are forbidden to convene with rabbis. Mary is breaking her culturally defined role as a woman by sitting at the feet of Jesus. Mary is behaving like a man. What is Mary thinking? What is Jesus thinking, not rebuking her? Mary has forgotten herself. She is completely distracted by the presence of Jesus. Surprisingly, though, it isn't Mary that the gospel writer labels as distracted. It's Martha. Verse 40. Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to Jesus and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? The word distracted here means pulled away. Martha was pulled away from Jesus. Well, given the cultural context that this passage is written in, this is confusing. Because Martha 
shouldn't be there with Jesus anyway. And neither should Mary. Martha is doing the right thing. Martha is doing what she should, she's supposed to be doing. She's being hospitable. But Jesus is redefining hospitable as distracted. Martha's work for Jesus is pulling her away from Jesus. Do you know what this is like? To be following the rules and doing what you think you're supposed to be doing? Whether it's going to church or Bible study or tithing or serving or whatever spiritual rhythms you engage, or perhaps focusing on being a good citizen or a good neighbor and doing the right things, but somehow you're missing the forest for the trees, Following the principles of Jesus isn't drawing your heart into the presence of Jesus. This week, uh, Alan, Jan, and Jane and I went to the Grand Rapids North Classes meeting and we heard two classical exams. Uh, guys who are, moving, are going into the ministry, it's their last step before becoming ordained. And one of the candidates mentioned that he is more inclined to function as a human doing rather than a human being. Can you relate? Is it easier for you to do for Jesus than to be with Jesus? Is it easier for you to do things for people than to just be fully present? with people. Being fully present can be a challenge in our relationships with each other because especially when our to-do lists are a mile long or when our calendars are jam-packed or our margins are so thin. When was the last time that you were in conversation with someone and you were distracted by your, what am I going to say? Phone. <laughs> yes. You were distracted by your phone or your watch that gives you notifications or the clock because you have somewhere to be or the TV or whatever's going through your brain because there's so much going through your brain. Some of you are kind of smiling and looking down. How are we to be fully present anywhere when there are so many things requiring our attention? Good things, good things, even. Well, Jesus gets you. Jesus understands exactly who you are and where you are. And Jesus understands Martha. Jesus responds to Martha gently and lovingly. Martha, Martha. When a name is repeated, it communicates 
emotion. Endearingly, Jesus says, Martha, Martha. Martha, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what, it, what is better, and it will not be taken from her. In that moment, through those words, Jesus liberates Martha. Jesus empowers Martha to express a new form of hospitality. Martha has mastered the hospitality expected of her per her proper cultural role, opening her home, preparing a meal. But now, Jesus, again, just like with the Samaritan, is flipping the kingdom upside down by affirming Mary, a woman, in the role of a disciple. In essence, Jesus invites Martha to join her. Mary, come sit with me. It won't be taken away from you either. And then in the very next story, in the context, Luke presents prayer. Teach us how to pray. Ask and it will be given to you, Jesus says. A teaching about being in relationship, in conversation, in close communion with your Abba, Father. Jesus demonstrates robust hospitality by being fully present with Mary, a woman, a person on the margins. Hospitality, love of other, as I just mentioned to the children. And we do the same when we are fully present with God and with each other, offering our hearts and our undivided attention. About five years ago, I led a council retreat at the conference grounds from, with the church I was serving. And this was night, it was evening, and we were all around couches, and we listened to a song about sitting at Jesus' feet. And I asked the elders and deacons after the song, I gave them a time of reflection, and I, I I asked them to consider if they were sitting right there with Jesus and they could have a conversation with Jesus, if they could ask Jesus for something or ask Jesus a question or ask Jesus to explain something or whatever it was, what would they talk to Jesus about? If that were the scenario, what would they spend that, that time with Jesus talking about? And there was this one deacon, didn't, the way he talked about himself, he didn't necessarily consider himself deacon material, but he was great. He was young guy, uh, baseball coach, just kind of rough around the edges, just a really fun guy. Um, 
I don't remember what any of the elders or deacons said, but I remember what he said. When it got to him, he said, if Jesus were here, I'd want to play cards with him. And I said, play cards with him? Say more. And he said, because when you play cards with someone, you really get to know them. You know, conversation just comes out and people talk. And that's, that's how you really get to know a person. It's if you just sit and you play cards. He gets it. If Jesus came back to earth, I'd want to play cards with him. I just love that. Being fully present with Jesus. What does it feel like when someone is laser focused on you? Listening to what you have to say, tuned in to what you're talking about. Because you are the most important person in that moment. Robust hospitality is being fully present. Being fully present with the person God puts in front of you in any given moment. And we learn how to do this from Jesus. Jesus is laser focused on you. Jesus sees you. Jesus is listening to you. Jesus cares about what you have to say. Jesus hangs on your every word because you are valuable to Jesus. You matter, and that will never be taken from you. Let's pray. Loving God, you practice robust hospitality by being fully present with us. Thank you. And we pray that it will stick, rub off, be contagious, that we will learn it so that we can share that with the people around us and be fully present. And we pray your Holy Spirit's presence would flow through us, transform us by your presence, that we may, that, that we may be vessels of transformation wherever we go by being fully present in the moment. We thank you that we get to because of your dynamic love and presence with us. You are amazing, and your love is transforming, and we receive it. We receive it. We receive it. In Jesus' name we pray.
Amen.